This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, Bachelors in the City. Today it is my girl Emma and I on the recap for this most recent episode of The Bachelor. I am coming to you from beautiful Stowe, Vermont. Not sure if uh, if any of you have been out here to Stowe, Vermont, very close to the uh, to the Canadian border, uh, but a great part of the country. And I uh, just got the slopes. And uh, Emma, how we doing? You know, I'm a little jealous. I'm here in Minneapolis and we got where I'm at, probably six inches of snow today. Um, oh, wow. But I just got snowed into my house. Well, that's so cool. So I'm not actually out enjoying the snow. I'm just kind of stuck in here. That's um, I, I, maybe not cool. Different. Different. I love working with uh, people all over the country and like talking to people in New York and LA and hearing about like, oh yeah, you know, it was 75 degrees today. And I'm like, wow, it was below zero all week. Oh boy. Well, okay. I won't rub it in too much. So it's yeah, just, try it's to just enjoy okay. it for me. Uh... Just I'll live vicariously through you. <laughs> all right. We'll do. Uh, we are today shorthanded on Dusty. Dusty is, is, uh, has an obligation and commitment back in the city. All three of us are separated, but uh, Emma and I are here to bring you the recap of the episode. Hey, and boy, was it an episode. It was. I was struggling to think of an episode where that many women have been, or anyone has been sent home like this late in the season. Usually they'll be like see four Game or of five Thrones? people. Uh, no, I did not. So I didn't really watch Game of Thrones. Oh, I didn't actually. I just watched, you know, a couple episodes here and there. But there was one episode that I remember hearing about, and it was like this bloodbath where multiple major characters all got slashed and like were, were done, mm-hmm. were, were taken off the show in one episode. Um, forgot the name of the episode, but it was like halfway through or something. And this reminded me of that because you're right. There, this was, all right, we are, lots of women are being axed. We are going it's to It's a very like Quentin Tarantino vibe, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Lots of dropping like flies. So we start off with Sarah coming back from her one-on-one and she confronts the group and it's really uncomfortable. Uh, And she is like, someone said that they think I'm too young and it turns out that he was on my side the whole time and all of the women kind of sit there quietly except for Mara who's like, yeah, okay, I did say something. And they really paint Mara out to be the villain. But the commentary from the other women is kind of questionable. What are your takes on how everyone else is feeling about Sarah in this moment? This was almost more of a, uh, 
listen, obviously, like there has to be some type of villain e character, not necessarily a full-on villain again, replacing, you know, now we have Sinead leave, so no, we need someone to replace it. I don't see it's like a full, you know, 100% replace, but something along those lines. And it just seems like it's kind of a push for, uh, we're going to push either Mara or, um, I know, I think really it's Sarah they're trying to push into mm-hmm. that role. I don't know. Was I like by my, myself on that? I didn't necessarily, I, I didn't, I thought it was a little bit of a reach. It seemed like they were pushing it too much. And then like, it didn't, they had two really fully formed villains already. They had Cassidy yeah. and then they had Shanae. And then it seemed like there was a void that they were trying to fill and they yeah. teased it up a little bit too much. It didn't feel as organic as the other ones. Mm-hmm. It, but it it just, was, I didn't it, like yeah. it as much. It came off a little bit like, yeah, I mean, you know, Sarah was very confident in her relationship. That was obvious. And I think she was probably asked about that so much and in the moment probably didn't see what was going on. But it was, yeah, I think it was, it was a little little bit of a reach, a little bit of a reach. I see what they were trying to do there, but I don't know. No, don't know if I totally bought it 100%. Yeah. But it ended up becoming, you know, the, Sarah ended up becoming kind of like the bad, the bad guy in yeah, in this last episode. And, I was not really, I mean, obviously after seeing the teaser last week and like we were set up for this, but yeah. aside from the setup, I wouldn't have expected it. Um, and in the moment where she's going and having this conversation with Mara at the rose ceremony Mm -hmm. and they have like a a pretty intense conversation all of the other women are saying things that align with Mara which we have not been shown anything on either side and we're kind of just led to believe that they like both of them up until you start to hear people like Rachel and Gabby make commentary like "Hmm, I don't know she says some like she can't keep her lies straight, I think is what Gabby yeah. said. And it's like, oh, maybe she's uh, kind of shady. Yeah, you know, to me, I think it seemed like maybe there was some justification for all this. And in the storyline of how the whole season was playing out, there wasn't enough time to really dive into that story so much because of Cassidy, because of Shanae kind of filling that role. And then... As after they were gone, now they had the time to kind of dive into that storyline. So there's a reason why all the other women were you're feeling feeling these feelings and they were justified. It's just we didn't really see it because there was another storyline that was taking the priority mm-hmm. in that moment. And then again, you kind of see this now come out last minute. Um, so that, that's why I think it, 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 at least for me, it offered a little bit of confusion. But you're right, a lot of the women were were agreeing with it. So that makes you believe that okay, maybe there was some some. Uh, some stuff going on behind the scenes. And women that we haven't at any point really questioned because it was like Gabby who we're down for and Rachel who we're down for. These women were the ones who were saying things that it was like, oh, if you're questioning her character, then maybe I should think about it a little bit. But also like to what you're saying about how it wasn't the main storyline, it's kind of like when there's an interesting couple, it makes me think of Paradise, like Mm -hmm. Abigail and Noah, they were great together. They got yeah. no screen time because it was boring to watch them have a normal, happy relationship. Right. Things that aren't great TV don't make it all the time. And since there was Shanae, it was like, okay, Shanae's number one. Everyone else is B-list. Right. No, and, and I think that, that's what we ended up seeing. And ultimately, we saw Mara and, and uh, Eliza be sent home. Mm-hmm. Which was unfortunate. I feel like we didn't get to see enough of Eliza. I feel like she's a great candidate for the beach. I feel like out of 
this episode, we've seen some really great candidates, which we can touch on at the end once we talk about everyone else who goes home yeah. and our predictions for the beach. But I think that she deserves an opportunity. She wasn't seen as much as a lot of the other women that have made it this far. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think her and Mira, I I, yeah. I like both of them. And I think that uh, like obviously it ended up becoming like a little, you know, a mini kind of feud right there between Mira and Sarah. And I thought Mira handled herself well. And she, you, she, you know, you, you couldn't not root for her as she mm-hmm. left. She left with grace. And I think everyone, yeah, ultimately is, is rooting for both their happiness um, to come in, whether that's on the beach or somewhere else, it'll be interesting to see. I am looking forward to it. So then after we have this rose ceremony and we say goodbye to Mara and Eliza, we get the first one-on-one, we go to Vienna, which is actually uh, where my, my parents lived out in Vienna for a year. And oh, so no it was kind of cool to see like a couple of the places that they have really hyped up in family photos. And I've been but when I was very, very little, so I don't remember it. So it was really cool to see. And he takes Susie on her second one-on-one, which was a boutique shopping date, which I'm vehemently against, but I want to hear your take. Are you? Wait, I want to hear why you're, you're against. She's a pageant girl. You don't think she like, has had nice dresses before? She doesn't need to put on nice dresses on TV. The fashion dates are always so ridiculous. And then she leaves the date with like brand new red bottoms. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. I need a new <laughs> pair of snow boots because mine have a hole in the bottom, but I'm not going to spend money All on right. that. I think, I think this is a... Uh, I it's can, a personal as a, vendetta. As, as an outsider, as a, uh, as a man, I could look at on this because I think you are feeling the feelings that the other women were feeling that okay, weren't maybe. on that date because maybe. it was so funny too. And I get it. I get it. There's a little bit of like, man, I wish that was me. I could see why someone that wasn't on that date. To me, I, I actually really, really thought that was a, a, a quality one-on-one date. Almost so much that it makes me, makes me wonder, kind of, I think I kind of said, oh, you know, Rachel's kind of pulling away too much, but there, there's, there is something I've listen, I've been a fan of Susie the entire entire season. And there is there is something there. There is for sure something there. You know, whether it was and I should know better, but whether it was something with, you know, it was editing so much, you know, wasn't shown in the last couple of weeks on purpose, knowing this date was coming up. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing that relationship. You I I think as a viewer, you for sure saw a jump in the relationship grow. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so great, in my opinion, you know, watching the show. That date offered it. Was it over the top? Super sure, of course. But I loved how Susie handled it and just talking about kind of coming from, you know, humble upbringing and with her family and, you know, how, you know, just seeing the emotion come through mm-hmm. her as she was, you know, just showered with all these gifts and this literally a princess day, you know, what, what woman would not think that's probably the, the greatest thing ever, but just seeing her appreciation and her gratitude for it. And you could see Clayton really appreciate that well. And, and it touched him and it, you know, see, seeing someone just appreciate something so much, mm-hmm. you can't really fake that. In my opinion, you saw that from Susie and it was genuine. And, uh, I don't know. I thought it was a great day. It was like that would, that would be really cool to take, you know, to take someone on. Oh, it also, that. it doesn't hurt anything that she looked absolutely drop dead gorgeous oh, like in, the, in, in the that red, red dress. dress. Are you kidding me? It would, she, so she's already a 
beautiful woman. But that dress, the heels, the whole, like the car, and then they were at the fancy little like place where they set up the date. It was just, it was she beautiful. Looked, she was like was a, a literally date. a real life princess. I, I was watching. And that's what Gabby like, was saying. And I, I can see how I may or may not relate to Gabby in this instance of her getting this beautiful, amazing date and them all being at home. And it was like, oh man, I went to an event this weekend and my boyfriend wouldn't even buy me a t-shirt. What the <laughs> hell? So She, yeah, she, I think she lucked out too. That, that's probably the, the number one date that one, any of the women would have hoped to have gone on. But she looked the part, her and Clayton looked great together. Um, everything from the car to where they, the locations they went, it was just like, this is literally a movie. This is a, a princess and a prince, you know, on there and you're watching the love story. So I, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I was a fan of that date for sure. My takeaway is even if that relationship ends horrifically, you walk out of this with not only all of the followers, all of the potential brand deals, all of the opportunities for paradise, but you walk out with a ton of designer clothing that ABC bought for you. And that's a win in my book. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't even know what... So I think there's always always one of these dates, right? Where... There's usually one of these or like the fashion date on your season. It was a group date. Yeah. Where or one they all got to try on designer out. clothes. I think, yeah, in mine... On my season, I think Hannah Ann won. It was like the... Uh, Which again, makes sense because fashion. Fashion. But it's it's true. Like they, you, you walk away with all those gifts. Like I remember, you know, from my experiences, I, you know, all the gifts that I was able to throughout the, you know, different cities kind of accumulate and you get it after, um, after the show and you get back home, they send it all to you. And so they legit keep all that stuff. And I think with That's Hannah Ann, it was like somewhere like ten dollars to $20,000 or something worth of, of clothes that is legit just gifted. So yeah, Susie lucked out. She got to, uh, no matter what happens, she is keeping that. She's keeping that wardrobe and she's absolutely killing it. So dresses. question for you, with your outfits on the show, when you were both a contestant and then as the lead, when does ABC take over your outfitting? Because I know when you're just a contestant for at least the majority of the time, you're fitting yourself. And then somewhere near the end, ABC's like, oh, the women, you can have these gowns. I don't know if they do that for the men. But then, mm-hmm. of course, when you were the lead, you didn't have to pay for a suit, right? Man, I, I almost went broke buying all my suits. They, uh, they, they made me really, really... I'm, I'm just kidding. No, they... Jesus, because like, you, they, you have to be gussied up for most of the time. They, t- they took care of us. They, it was incredible. Um, when you're the lead, it's like... I can't even imagine truly like as, a, as when you're the bachelorette, all the dresses, like the numbers... The gowns of, Michelle was wearing this past season. Oh my God. The money that, get, that goes into those, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. And there's like trade-outs to go on, but... Yeah, they definitely hook it up for you. They take they take care of you. Uh, for I think for as a guy as the bachelor, the biggest you know most expensive thing you're you're being gifted, which you don't actually get to keep, but you wear is like the watches. They have some like really cool trade outs for the watches, and it's like oh my god, this is way too much money on my wrist right now. Like I've never done anything like this in my entire life, but it's kind of cool. You know, it's, it's it's a fairy tale, a little bit of a fairy tale for a couple months that you get to live. I mean, it's it's a dream and it's a curse, right? It's. Because everyone wants that opportunity to like get to wear the fancy watch. But then it also comes with how many years later do you think you'll still be having people flood your DMs saying whack stuff to you? Yeah, no, that's true. There's definitely pros and cons. But yeah, as a contestant, you go, uh, yeah, you are responsible for for your wardrobe until obviously the end. And then, you know, for for, um, engagements, engagement day and, and all that, then they, they take care of you. And Carrie, he is a, He's a stylist on the show. He's one of my best friends from the show. He's got great taste. So he always makes everyone look their best. 
I can imagine. Okay, sorry for the whole tangent. I was very interested as a yeah, fan yeah. of the show. No worries. So Susie gets the rose. It's a nice little evening date. They really cement that they are falling for each other and she gets kind of more validation from him on that. Mm-hmm. Overall, I thought it was a really, it was probably my favorite date of the episode. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Then we go into one of the weirdest dates ever. They go to the Sigmund Freud house. Sigmund Freud, I thought we were kind of past as a society. I thought we were like, okay, yeah, he said some whack stuff. Maybe we shouldn't rely on him so heavily. But like the everyone wants to bang their mom commentary or all women have penis envy commentary, kind of thought we moved past that. Guess not. We're in the Sigmund Freud house. How do you feel? I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a date of this nature of like, you know. Psychoanalysis? Psychoanalysis, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, the whole relationship or couple therapy theme was 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 different. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't like opposed to it. It was, I think it, it was helpful to uncover some things there for, for Clayton. So I, I think ultimately it was a date that everyone benefited from. I felt bad for for Genevieve. Uh, mm-hmm. I think like everyone did. It was, I, you know, that would, that was too bad, you know, and, and I totally, I can relate. Like I've, you know, I've not always been some, like I, I've been, put it this way, I, in certain situations, like I can get shy, I can get uncomfortable and I just kind of like lock up and potentially that I could have seen myself that happening to me, you know, being in that kind of position. So you kind of hate to see someone like that go like that, but yeah, I think ultimately, I think it helped them. I, I think the it didn't it didn't seem like Genevieve was too too kind of heartbroken. I think she didn't seem super crushed about it. I will say that, no. like, for someone who has openly said that they struggle with opening up and like was very honest about her struggles with vulnerability, mm-hmm. that was a really intense date. Like, that's very the worst intense. situation you could be put in if you struggle with talking about your feelings. It's like, okay, well, now you, me, and a therapist are going to talk about your feelings. Oh, also, there's a camera recording. Right. That's that's tough. But they handled it well. And they both came to... It was like a very mature just understanding. Mm-hmm. It was... I, I think... I remember watching it. And as a lead... It's always it's it always sucks when you send someone home, especially as it starts getting more serious, like half the halfway point and on, when you like you're hurting people or you know if, if you're pot, you never know if you're actually maybe they're not into it. But those moments suck. And Genevieve, there was a a moment of it was like a mature. It was a it was a sad moment, but it was like a very honest moment too. Yeah, and it's kind of like a we, breath of fresh air, I guess, for a yeah, breakup. It wasn't this dramatic. It wasn't devastating or, oh my God, I hope you find the right woman or how dare you? You'll never find the right woman. It was, this isn't going to be it. Yeah, and she, they both acknowledged like the other relationships. There's probably stronger relationships that have you know, grown and matured more at that point. Hometown's coming. They both see it. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. They're both okay. They both w- w- wish each other well. And it was a great moment that they both shared in their lives. And they're going to move on. And that's kind of like what I took from that breakup. So props to Genevieve for, for handling it, you know, as well as she did. And like maybe in the real world, it could have worked. But because they're on such an accelerated time frame. Yeah, um, totally. It, it just doesn't, it wasn't going to work out. And I think we've all experienced relationships in our life where it's, it just isn't going to work. And it, it's not like out of any 
lack of love for the other person, but it's like, this just isn't where I am. This is not the time frame I'm on. This is not the place I'm at in my life. And I think that they... And they both acknowledge it and that's yeah. okay. And they and the dealt with it in a really adult manner, which is unfortunately something you don't see on this show. That's why I'm saying frequently. it was like a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. you know, watching that breakup, the way it was handled, because they don't always go that way. So seeing it no, happen, absolutely. That, that kind of late in the season was, was refreshing. I was fully shocked that he sent her home. I was not expecting that at all. And he walked her out in the middle of the group date, which I think really set the tone for the rest of the women. Like we're here and he's really in this. Yeah. For you, you could tell he was definitely taking it very seriously. There was comments made. I think Rachel was, yeah, wow, you can tell he's really taking this seriously and, and good for, mm-hmm. for Clayton to do so. I mean, it's getting to that point now, coming to final four hometowns are literally around the corner. You know, there's only four roses. So you have to start making it's it, the chopping block is there. There were so many, you know, women at that point, you have to get down to four. So good on him for, uh, for being decisive and, uh, and following his gut. Yeah. Coming into this episode, I was like, I really don't understand how we're doing hometowns next week. Like there are a lot of women left. And then yeah. we had this game of Thrones, Quentin Tarantino style massacre throughout the episode, which continues with the beginning of Sarah's therapy session, which she's like, oh my God, I love therapy. And like, I kind of understand liking therapy because it helps you think through things. It helps you process things. It helps you get to a place. But I don't know anyone who's like, oh my God, I love therapy. Therapy's hard work. It's going in and having tough conversations that make you think about things you don't necessarily want to think about. So I was already calling like, huh, kind of weird how into therapy she is. But then after their therapy session, the therapist goes, yeah, that was really great. Except one of you was totally fake. Did you did you understand that? I'm here thinking like, wow, this lady is a superhero. She's got superpowers. She is, she can read minds. Because yes, I'll agree with you. I'll give you that it was, it was maybe a little odd how happy, kind of go lucky Sarah was about therapy. But I also, if I'm being fair, like I don't think that it's wrong to enjoy therapy. I, okay. I think I think you can compare it to working out. It's 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 very similar as you're you're working out emotions That's to fair. get to a better place, a stronger position. Well, and sometimes it hurts, but you can also like working out physically in the gym where it hurts tearing down muscles mm-hmm. to improve your physique, but you can still enjoy the experience. Um, so, thought I I didn't honestly have a problem with that. That wasn't my issue. That she enjoyed it. She enjoys it. She enjoys it. No one, you know, that's that's up to her. But uh, I just was like, wow, could she really tell that? You know, could that lady really tell, or was she tipped off a little bit? Like I was, I don't know. Did you did you have any thoughts just from like just from what they showed? Obviously, it was probably a lot longer of a session. So again, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But I was like, could she really tell that there was something? going on with Sarah just from that moment. I had a come to God moment in the middle of this therapy session where when they flit over to Gabby and the other women saying that and like inferring that Sarah's spinning this web of lies, I had a moment where I went, oh my God, it all makes sense. Sarah's playing the game. Oh, shoot. I think Sarah got How to Win the Bachelor. And I, in my heated stupor, messaged the dark seeker. And I was like, I figured it out. I've got it all figured out. And of course she responded saying, I can 
she's what did like, she say? Can, Dark Seeker, yeah. Yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny uh, whatever you say, but I was like, look, I've put all the pieces. She plays each of the audiences too well. That's the difference. Like, there are people who play the game, yes. The perspective that Sarah has by playing a different person to Clayton, to the camera, to the other women, which is another audience that other people don't usually consider. Mm -hmm. She played that so casually that even though they were upset with it, it never came up to be a big problem. We've never, and in her ITMs, she's never like said anything that would make you think that she's anything other than genuine. She's brilliant. And I am betting that she got the book. Interesting. Interesting. Uh... So to answer your question, yes, I thought that she was being ingenuine in that moment. That's when it all clicked together for me. And I was like, oh my God, she's okay. the one. I guess, yeah, I, I, can see where, I can see where you're coming from with that. I guess the only thing maybe that would have tipped it off to me was how she was, she maybe was a little over the top with, you know, thank you so much to the therapist. She kept saying mm-hmm. it over and over right from the beginning to the end. And thank you for doing this. And I guess maybe so much that, but all in all, listen, the therapist was right and helped Clayton. Then at that point it became a, okay, all the momentum now is coming towards, you know, having Clayton send Sarah home, having all the women kind of have, have some of the weight lifted off their shoulders and they were all going to be able to give their two cents to Clayton when he asked for questions. Because at that point now, you can just be as a lead. You can be point blank and just ask, all right, what the hell is going on? We have a very, very important week coming up next week. This is hometowns, families. I just need the truth. Dish it right now. Obviously, at that point, the women are there for a reason. He's invested. He cares. And they were all on the same page. And I thought uh, he was... You got, I mean, you, you got to give props to... Props to Clayton there. It did seem for sure when you could, it definitely did seem like Sarah was trying to cry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think oh, he was, was wrong by for it. calling her out. Like he was, she was doing all the facial expressions, but there was just no tears. And I, 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 yeah, I can understand too. Like, oh, you know, sometimes you don't have the tears left, but all in all, I think everyone was on team Clayton for, uh, for sending her home there. And I think he made the right call. apologize for the notes that now are insanely lacking for the rest of the episode because as soon as he sent Sarah home I was like oh my god and I went on bachelor twitter and I doom scrolled and there was some amazing hilarious commentary uh, as there always is when the bachelor is airing it's my favorite thing about watching live is that you get Mm -hmm. to see like what people are thinking as it's playing out yeah I think the best one that I saw was like a uh, McDonald's clown putting his wig back on. I posted it from our Instagram story saying like me when I was defending Sarah last week. Oh, but no. everyone, like <laughs> the general consensus was that Clayton showed up this episode. And that yeah. was his moment of like, hell yeah, that's my bachelor. It was one of the first moments where he really stood out. Totally. I I definitely think you kind of saw him grow into his own there. Really kind of take command, take control of the entire journey. And I think everyone, yeah, everyone left that episode, Team Clayton. We're on, we're on his side and we're, mm-hmm. we're really pulling for him. We're rooting for him. 
And uh, it took long to- enough. Totally. ABC put us all against him for so long that finally he won us back. Yeah, and that's adds a testament to Clayton. Good on him. He it's had a, a lot of a lot of things going against him, but that was a moment of unity there. And we are Team Clayton going into uh, Final Four. So the final date was kind of lame. It was all, like they didn't do much. Mm-hmm. And they ended up on what my grandpa described as a budget version of the first date, where they ended up having just a dinner in a hall that didn't seem as nice as the first place. And yeah. they didn't have the musical performance or any of those things. So you could tell that for this episode, production favored Susie. But you could I think, yeah, also- production ran out of budget there. They went all out on the Susie date. And they mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately didn't have like, much oh, left. Shit, we have another one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. But I think that you can tell that he really is falling for Serene. At the beginning of the episode, he gives her the mason jar with the that was adorable. fairy lights in it to be lightning bugs, mm-hmm. emblematic of the story that she told him on their last with date together. Yeah, with her cousin and how they used to smash lightning bugs on their faces so that they could glow. Yeah. I thought that was a very thoughtful gift because obviously like... It's not going to cost you what a pair of Louboutins are, but mm-hmm. the thought behind giving her a mason jar like that, 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's always that's always cool. I love seeing that scene with the leads pull out with those one-on-one interactions. If it's like at a cocktail party or a group date after party where they're having the one-on-ones, because for the most part, the lead doesn't really have the opportunity. It's more of the contestant bringing it to the conversation. Mm-hmm. What, what's the top, you know, directing kind of the topic of conversation if there's something they want to express or bring up and, uh, or share, you know, with, with the lead. And so when Clayton now gets the opportunity to kind of take the lead essentially in that conversation and do something for the contestants as like a gift, that's always special. And I think he knocked it out of the park. But that one is just very sentimental, very touching definitely showed that he, he'd been listening and you could see just the expression on Serene's face too, how much he appreciated it. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, this was, this was, uh, this was Clayton's episode. This is, there's it no was. doubt. He did really well. The one question I have coming out of that, which is for you is, do they try to push those sort of gifts on you? Like, was that something, do you think he genuinely came up with or a producer was like, Hey, here's a gift that plays into this. Cause I know that like, i believe you gave a photo to someone. Was that of your own volition or is that something that's planted generally? Because I, and like just generally speaking, because I know that there are a lot of gifts given out and I can't think that the lead constantly seeks that out or do they? Listen, I, I will say that you are always on board with... <laughs> You're always on board with giving out the gifts. And that's all oh, I'm going to yeah. say. Not, nothing to say that it isn't also thoughtful. Like, oh my God, yeah, that's a perfect gift. Because like I have a bunch of guy friends who will ask me what to get their girlfriend and then I will find the perfect gift and then they will give them that. And I'm like, yeah, you can just take credit for it. Yeah, listen, there's always, yeah, always conversation that takes place. You, listen, just, I mean, it's being a realist. 
it's not like as the lead, you're able, you're just going willy nilly and you got days off here. Right, I'm going to go shop here for the girls. Yeah, do you think and you I'm going to put the mason jar together? Do you think I'm she took the time a, to, to go to Hobby Lobby, buy the fairy lights? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. I want to believe he did. I'm going to say yes, that he did. Um, no, and all joking Way to aside, go, Clayton. Good for you. Yeah. He, Get you're, the coupons, you're always go on to board. Store. And yeah, he definitely had, you know, some say, some say in that for sure. Oh, absolutely. Really cute date. I like Serene. Serene's yeah. final four, which means that we say goodbye to one last woman this episode, Teddy. She was a uh, first impression, yeah? Yep. First impression, Rose. Yeah. First impression. That was, um, and wait, remind me now, Teddy was, she was also the virgin, right? Yes. Okay, and she so, told the last one-on-one conversation she had with him was when she admitted her virginity, which again, I thought he knew the whole time because everyone else knew. And I kind of forget right. that we're watching it back. That's right. That's right. She admitted it to him. And then he said that like, oh, well, you'd never be able to tell. And then he kind of recovered from it. I thought he did pretty well. The internet yeah. has overwhelmingly disagreed with me on that one. And the next thing is uh, she gets sent home. Yeah, so I guess we're not going to have... I know we'd had some theories there with when we had Ashley on about fantasy suites and mm-hmm. bringing Teddy on. So I guess that will not ever come to be. But yeah, t- Teddy was... There, nothing bad to say about Teddy. Teddy's seemed like a, a really quality girl. And mm-hmm. I think another great contestant for the beach. There was definitely something there. Just there was something more with a couple other women. And that's all it was. And at this point too, it just... Listen, you, you can always... If it's just a good person that's going home, you know, not necessarily like maybe a, a villain or something crazy drastic that happens. It just be, it's literally just a numbers game at this point. Mm-hmm. It's, there are oh, just it only so many roses, right? It sounds so basic. There's only so many know. hometowns. So only so many hometowns. It's nothing against the person. It's just, just, just who, where it is. Know, just where it is. So it's nothing against the people here at this point, but yeah, Teddy goes home and that's the... So my question for you is who do you think we're going to see on the beach this summer from the recent eliminations. Shanae's on the table. Genevieve's on the table. All of these options. Who do you think, who do you want to see more of? I want your take on that. Well, I said I wanted to see, I said from the beginning, I wanted to see more of Genevieve before Mm -hmm. she kind of got involved with a lot of the drama. And I, or I think I know, I said I wanted to see more of her not necessarily involved with the drama because she was tied Mm -hmm. up in it a bunch. She had the two-on-one with Shanae. She got sucked in. She got sucked into that. And so I think it kind of robbed us of seeing who she really was. And there's obviously something there, there's, you know, I, maybe who knows, but just watching it, you could see she's got a lot there packed down that she's not been able to necessarily bring the walls down for whatever reason. But I would say, yeah, I'd be interested to get to know who she is more um, and see that mm-hmm. kind of shown out on the beach. Let's see for sure. I think, you know, Shanae would be great on the beach. And I think uh, obviously people will have opinions of course, duh, but... Oh, yeah. Hey, give her another chance. Give her a second chance. Who knows? Redemption. Everyone hated Thomas coming out of uh, Katie's that's, season. That's true. And look and at him now. he's been going strong with Becca Kufrin for a while now. I'm definitely a firm believer. Like, I don't think anybody... There's nobody that doesn't deserve, like, any second chances, like, from this Just season. Just in right general, on. as human beings, I'm going to go right. out and say almost everyone deserves a second chance. Yeah. And, and listen, you guys got to realize too, as these people, you know, that, that go on the show, you go through it. This is your first taste of 
the show. I mean, my first taste from the the Bachelorette, I okay, I went through it. I was like, wow, you learn it a ton about how everything goes down, you know, the whole the whole show mm-hmm. and just everything about it, all behind the scenes stuff. And you just had no idea, no way of knowing that going on, right? So you have one season under your belt. Then going on, you know, The Bachelor though, you you think you have some experience, but then there is so much more that you're kind of exposed to and you learn just that much more. And so it's like every time you kind of go through a season of it, you you are able to handle situations. I would say I would want to argue maybe a little bit better just because you have a little bit more experience in it. So with that being the case, again, someone that goes on for the first time, one season, everyone deserves a second chance. And like you said, you've seen stories happen on the beach where people get that second chance and mm-hmm. something something beautiful comes out of it. So let's see. Uh, yeah, Shanae, um, we went Genevieve. Sarah, Teddy, Ma- Mara. Mara too. I've been saying Mara too. Definitely just someone that you want to root for. You want her to see her find something. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've I really enjoyed this this season of uh, of Clayton's women. I, there's really no one that I would be like, oh, no, we don't want to see them. I'm 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 interested though. This is getting good now. I really. I would say now because I, I I was pretty confident. I was like, oh, it's no, it's a pull away with with Rachel. But I, I don't know anymore. I think, uh, I still think it's between Rachel and Susie, if I'm just being honest. And I, yeah, I don't, who, who do you think he, between, or in, in, if it's someone else, say it, but who do you think it's, uh, is like the front runner right now? So I think the three women he has the strongest connection with are Rachel, Susie, and Serene. Oh, you'd say over Gabby. I love Gabby. I, I think that she should be the next Bachelorette. I okay. think that the other three women, I don't know what happens, but I do believe that Gabby is there in the moment where he's like, I was in love with her and I was intimate with both of you. The two women who are in that moment, I believe are Rachel and Gabby. I don't know who he is talking about having left, if that is Susie or Serene. But... He sleeps with one of them and he dumps one of them after hometowns. That's that's my takeaway. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess my takeaway, not changing anything here, but I just, I think it's going to be tough. I think uh, it's going to definitely be, I think we're in store for a, a pretty good ending. A very the most dramatic, dramatic season ending. yet. You never know. That's said, I think every single season, but this could live up to that. And uh I don't know. I'm excited. I, I freaking love the travel. To this oh, yeah. uh, this episode from from uh, Croatia to Austria. Oh my god, awesome, gorgeous, awesome locations it's and nice to see the world again. <laughs> no, for sure. Remember so. that it's out there. The other thing that happened uh, yesterday that I do owe you props where props are due. Ooh. Your prediction, uh, which was documented in Us Weekly, and there is a timestamp <laughs> on that. And if you don't like, if you don't believe me, you guys can go check the dates. Peter said it first. You said that you don't think Clayton ends up with anyone. And you've said this to me and like on our podcast before, Us Weekly put a timestamp on it. Mike Fleiss then tweets yesterday saying, no one knows how it's going to end because it ain't over till it's over and it ain't over, dot, dot, dot. And now everyone's predicting Clayton doesn't end up with anyone and he's going to try to get them back after the final rose and or he doesn't end up with anyone at all. Do you feel like the chess master here at <laughs> Bachelors in the City? 
<laughs> having called it before Mike Fleiss even let on everyone else out here playing checkers. Well, no, I can't. Listen, I, I'll be very honest. If if I if my prediction is right, a lot of luck is involved with that, obviously. This was just purely off of how my brain works. And I feel like I just enjoy looking at this. I guess I've always said I've been a fan of this show for a very long time, way before I was ever a part of it. And so I really, I love to really analyze everything about it and just pick little things. And then like I kind of was alluding to earlier, having some seasons of experience on the show, you can kind of see certain things. And this all, like I said, just started. The biggest reason was just because before the season even started, he was blatantly saying that he found love. And I just, Mm -hmm. I've been in that situation. I know how that goes. That to me, tipped me off. Okay, he found self-love because you're rarely seeing leads talk at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. and, and and talk about, oh yeah, they for sure found someone they found love. That's honestly, that was the biggest thing that tipped me off. So we'll see if, if it happens. Um, again, I've said multiple times, I don't, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that's not the case. You know, if, if he's still, if it's kind of like an ending that I guess you're saying what Mike is alluding to, hopefully it works out for him. But yeah, I don't know. It was just a, I guess it was a lucky guess if that is, if that is a, uh, if it is correct. Uh, my takeaway was since it's such a historic announcement that's coming, I think it's going to be Clayton for the Bachelor round two. I'm just going to—it's perpetually Clayton from now just on. Just keep going. We just can't <laughs> escape. It's Groundhog Day. That's yeah. They've never had. Well, I think they've only had like one guy be a Bachelor twice, but for sure two seasons in a row. <laughs> Would you do it? The second season of The Bachelor. If ABC was like knock knock knock, hey Peter, do you want to be the Bachelor again? I that is. Not not even my um, not even in my realm right now of of thinking I. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll let you go with that one. Um, my final thing before we wrap is, especially that we're going into hometowns, especially since he's had such a wacky season. Do you have any advice for Clayton with how to deal with this period of time, or any like if he were to hear this? What would yeah. you have liked someone to say when you were going through this wacky period of time for you? It's This is a very, very tough few weeks now that Clayton is about to go through. And for a bunch of different reasons, you know, I've seen, I, I actually, I, so I don't know, I don't know Clayton. We have not spoken, kind of just watching from afar here and yeah, actually, I do plan on on reaching out to him. Honestly, I'll probably do it this week. You know, see if he see if he responds or what. But I've been a fan of Clayton this entire time. I really have, and I have I've I've hated seeing some of I've I've you know made it clear I relate to Clayton a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's I see a lot of similarities between our seasons and how we've handled situations. But the biggest piece of advice that I could give him right now is just stay. As con- and it's very difficult because you're about to have a billion and one opinions thrown at you for however the season ends. However, listen, it's not looking like it's good, right? With the fantasy suites and um, you know being intimate with more than one person and all the drama that can come from there. And then you see what had this last season or this last episode ended with his parents and uh, and they were talking to him and you could just see mm-hmm. he's starting to like break a little bit. And that's super tough. But just it's it's an, it's important to try to stay as confident as possible in your decisions, and it's only going to get harder. But just realize that this too, what's the phrase? This too shall pass. Mm-hmm. People are going to for sure judge 
no matter what. And ultimately, if you're happy, this is going to be over in a couple of months. This is going to be a new season of The Bachelorette's coming out. Attention will be taken away. It's, I'm not saying it's just going to be, it's the easiest thing, but this will, it will get better. And just if you are happy with your decision, maintain your confidence in that. Stick by that. And ultimately, everything else is just noise. It really doesn't matter. What matters is your heart is what you want, is who you are with, who are you, who you are choosing or not choosing to continue a relationship with. And don't lose sight of that. I know it's so easy to read comments and be swayed. You're a human being. Just because you're the bachelor doesn't make you have some immune mm-hmm. superhero power that things don't affect you. No, they do. And be okay with that and feel some of that. But just uh, just keep that confidence in, in what you want because that's truly all that matters. That's what I tell them. Dang. That was, that was very good. I appreciate your candor in that. And I will add to it that no matter what happens with the season, he won't get blamed for starting the pandemic. And people exactly. said that your season get as started as the pandemic. So, you know. <laughs> I've, I've seen some things thrown out with him, but man, I, I think I got it worse. So uh, <laughs> until he gets, yeah, beats the pandemic cause. Um, I think he's doing, he's, doing, he's doing pretty good. But no, I think he's handled himself well. I and think again, he's done really well. This was a good episode for Clayton. This just was. So happy for him in that regard. I'm excited to see. I'm interested as a viewer. I'm really, I'm getting hooked. This is a, it's a good season for entertainment purposes. No, no doubt. It is a good season. There's great women and uh, Clayton's doing the best he can. And he's navigating it in a great, a great way, in my opinion. So it's coming down to it. We'll see, uh, we'll see what his parents are talking about in that scene. I am uh, looking forward to it. And I guess we will catch everyone next week with another recap. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll have Dusty with us next week. Emma, it's been great. I it's am real. going to... Uh, go shred the gnar for me, eh? Go shred the gnar. Got to get some rest, but I'll, I'll be back at it tomorrow. Okay, so. go, go to bed. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye, everybody. Peace. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.